It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I will sing. 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 I will Thank <laughs> you. 
Through the word. My name is Sister Tequila, and um, before I get started with the announcement, amen, praise God. I wanted to see if Sister Bridget would be able to do the opening prayer for us today. Praise God. Sister Bridget. Everyone, praise God. Praise the Lord. It's a pleasure and honor to be in his presence tonight again to do something for the Lord. Praise God. Bless the Lord. Father, we thank you for bringing us here in this fashion. We thank you, God, for another day. We thank you, God, for all that you have already done. And as you bring us, oh God, on on the line tonight, I cover this line, oh God, I pray, Father God, that there will be no interruption, that you, oh God, will moderate this line, O oh God, in the atmosphere, that there be no interruption, no 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 um trick callers, no 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 confusion. And Father God, we pray that your anointing will flow. We will pray, O oh God, that when we read your word, your wisdom, O oh God, which we require from you, Father, will overflow us, O oh God, and we will understand we will get something from what we're reading. I pray, O oh God, that each person's heart is set, each person that is listening is ready to read, and I pray, oh God, that we will have a wonderful time in your presence. Truly, truly, you have been with us, God, and we thank you. We thank you for showing up, and we thank you for watching over us. We pray, oh God, for our overseers, our apostles, our pastors, our evangelists, our prophets and prophetess. And I pray, God, for all members, oh God, on this line. I pray for all those that will listen in, some that cannot read at the time, but they will get something from what we're reading. So, Father, I pray that you will send a fresh anointing on this line tonight, and Bible reading will never be the same again for another person, another person that's listening, someone that just joined in just to hear a word. It will never be the same. Their lives will be changed. I pray, oh God, for supernatural wherever we are. And I pray, God, that the word tonight will go forth. And we thank you. 
We cover, oh God, our moderator. We cover, oh God, the songs, the prayers, and each and every person that will read. We thank you for a clear connection, God, and we give you praise. We give you glory. We honor and adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Good evening, everyone. We would like to thank you to Simple Words Ministry on behalf of our pastor, Maureen Chen Daly. If this is your first time on the line, we would like to take this opportunity to welcome you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Blessed Holy Spirit. We would also like to let you know that we have services here six times per week, beginning with tonight at Thursday night. Uh, walking through the word service on Friday night at midnight is our fire on the wire midnight explosion service. On Saturday at 8.30 a.m. is the Sons of Thunder. This service is for men only. Um, On our Sunday night, we have at 9 p.m. we have our Sunday worship service. And on Monday nights at 9 p.m. is our Bible study and intercessory prayer at 9 p.m. And then Wednesday at 7.14 a.m., we are standing in the gap and intercessory prayer meeting. Amen. And then we're back here again at Thursday night at 9 p.m. Amen. Uh, You will truly, truly be blessed if you join us in either one of our services. Amen. And we just, again, like to welcome you and thank you for joining us. Tonight we'll be starting reading from the book of Mark, chapter 1. Is there anyone that would like to start? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I can start to articulate um, if no one else is there. Thank you, Amen. Bless the Lord. Mark chapter 1, I'm reading from the Good News Translation. This is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It began as the prophet Isaiah had written. God said, I will send my messenger ahead of you to open the way for you. Someone is shouting in the desert, get the road ready for the Lord. Make a straight path for him to travel. So John appeared in the desert, baptizing and preaching. Turn away from your sins and be baptized, he told the people. And God will forgive your sins. Many people from the province of Judah and the city of Jerusalem went out to hear John. They confessed their sins, and he baptized them in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. He announced to the people, The man who will come after me is much greater than I am. I am not good enough even to bend down and untie his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, verse 9. Not long afterward, Jesus came from Nazareth in the province of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw heaven opening 
and the Spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my own dear son. I am pleased with you. At once the Spirit made him go into the desert, where he stayed 40 days being tempted by Satan, while animals were there also, but angels came and helped him. After John had been put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee and preached the good news from God. The right time has come, he said, and the kingdom of God is near. Turn away from your sins and believe the good news. As Jesus walked along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw two fishermen, Simon and his brother Andrew, catching fish with a net. Jesus said to them, come with me and I will teach you to catch people. At once, they left their nets and went with him. He went a little further on and saw two other brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in their boat getting their nets ready. As soon as Jesus saw them, he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and went with Jesus. Jesus and his disciples came to the town of Capernaum, and on the next Sabbath, Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach. The people who heard him were amazed at the way he taught, for he wasn't like the teachers of the law. Instead, he taught with authority. Jesus then, a man with an just, I'm sorry, um, verse 23. Just then, a man with an evil spirit came into the synagogue and screamed, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Are you here to destroy us? I know who you are. You are God's holy messenger. Jesus ordered the spirit, be quiet and come out of the man. My God. The evil spirit took the man hard, gave a loud and came out of him. The people were all so amazed, and they started saying to one another, What is this? Is this some kind of new teaching? This man has authority to give orders to the evil spirits, and they obey. And so the news about Jesus spread quickly everywhere in the province of Galilee. Verse 29. Jesus and his disciples, including James and John, left the synagogue and went straight to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a fever, and as soon as Jesus arrived, he was told about her. He went to her, took her by the hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. <laughs> After the sun had set, and evening had come, People brought to Jesus all the sick and those who had demons. All the people of the town gathered in front of the house. Jesus healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases and drove out many demons. He would not let the demons say anything because they knew who he was. Very early the next morning, long before daylight, Jesus got up and left the house went out of town to a lonely place where he prayed. But Simon and his companions went out searching for him. And when they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. 
But Jesus answered, we must go on to the other villages around here. I have to preach in them also because that is why I came. Verse 39. So he traveled all over Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. A man suffering from a dreaded skin disease came to Jesus, knelt down, and begged him for help. If you, if you want to, he said, you can make me clean. Jesus was filled with pity and reached out and touched him. I do want, I do want to, he answered, be clean. At once the disease left the man, and he was clean. Then Jesus spoke sternly to him and sent him away at once. After saying to him, listen, don't tell anyone about this, but go straight to the priest and let him examine you. Then in order to prove to everyone that you are cured, offer the sacrifice that Moses offered. 45 and last. But the man went away and began to spread the news everywhere. Indeed, he talked so much that Jesus could not go into a town publicly. Instead, he stayed out in lonely places, and people came to him from everywhere. Mark chapter 2. A few days later, Jesus went back to Capernaum, and the news spread that he was at home. So many people came together that, that there was no room left, not even out in front of the door. Jesus was preaching the message to them. When four men arrived, carrying a paralyzed man to Jesus, because of the crowd, however, they could not get the man to him. So they made a hole in the roof right above the place where Jesus was. When they had made an opening, they let the man down, lying on his mat. Seeing how much faith they had, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My son, your sins are forgiven. Some teachers of the law who were sitting there themselves, some teachers of the law who were sitting there thought to themselves, How does he dare talk like this? This is blasphemy. God is the only one who can forgive sins. Verse 8. At once, Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he said to them, Why do you think such things? Is it easier to say to this paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk? I will prove to you then that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, so he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, pick up your mat, and go home. Verse 12. While they all watched the man got up, picked up his mat, and hurried away, they were all completely amazed and praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Verse 13. Jesus went back again to the shore of Lake Galilee. A crowd came to him, and he started teaching them. As he walked along, the, as he walked along, he saw a tax collector, Levi's son of Alphaeus, sitting in his office. Jesus said to him, "Follow me." Levi got up and followed him. Later on, 
Jesus was having a meal in Levi's house, a large number of tax collectors and other outcasts were following Jesus. And many of them joined him and his disciples at the table. Some teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw with those outcasts and tax collectors. So they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such people? Jesus heard them and answered, people who are well do not need a doctor, but only those who are sick. I have not come to call respectable people, but outcasts. 18. On another occasion, the followers of John the Baptist and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came to Jesus and asked him, why is it that the disciples of John the Baptist and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but yours do not? Jesus answered, do you expect the guests at a wedding party to go without food? Of course not. As long as the bridegroom is with them, they will not do that. But the day will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one uses a piece of new cloth to patch up an old coat, because the new patch will shrink and tear off some of the old cloth, making an even bigger hole. Verse 22. Nor does anyone pour new wine into used wineskins because the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins will be ruined. Instead, new wine must be poured into fresh wineskins. Verse 23. Jesus was walking through some wheat fields on a Sabbath. As the disciples walked along with him, they began to pick the heads of, the, of wheat. So the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look. It is against our law for your disciples to do that on the Sabbath. Jesus answered, Have you never read what David did that time when he needed something to eat? He and his men were hungry. So he went into the house of God and ate the bread offered to God. This happened when Abathur was the high priest. According to our law, only the priests may eat this bread, but David ate it and even gave it to his men. And Jesus concluded, the Sabbath was made for the good of human beings. They were not made for the Sabbath. 28 and last, so the Son of Man is Lord, even to the Sabbath. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Do you want me to continue, sir? If you want, that's your time. Okay, let me continue until somebody else is ready. If anybody else wants to read, you can just jump in. Uh, same with, um, chapter 3, verse 1. Okay, go ahead. Praise God. 
I will be reading from the NIV version, and here we'll be talking about Jesus' healing on the Sabbath. St. Mark chapter 3 and verse 1 reads, As another time he went into the synagogue, and a man with a shrieved hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said unto man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Seventh verse of the third chapter of St. Mark, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake and a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Indomia, and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him. For he had healed many so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell who he was. Jesus went up to a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, designating them apostles, that they not might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Borjones, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Zelot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he is out of his mind. The 22nd verse of the third chapter of St. Mark. Here it's going to talk about the unpardonable sin. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. So Jesus called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand, for his end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up a strong man. Then he can rob his house. I tell you the truth, all the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them, 
But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of all eternal sin. He, he said this because they were saying he has an evil spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived, standing outside. They sent someone to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my mother and sister, pardon me, is my brother and sister and mother. The fourth chapter of this book of St. Mark's, I will begin reading at verse 1, and it's talking about the peril of the sower and the soils. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that, it, so that they did not bear grain. Still another seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. Verse 9 then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked about the parable. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. And as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like seed sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, Hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. 21st verse. He said to them, do you bring a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand, 
For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you can in the ground. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, <laughs> rebuked the wind, listen, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the, and the <laughs> Jesus, pardon me, even the wind and the waves obey him. Fifth chapter of St. Mark and verse 1. Here we're going to talk about Jesus driving out demons. They went across the lake to the region of Gennesaret. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. 
And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and they were drowned. Verse 14, those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was just sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. Hallelujah. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him but said, Go to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. In other words, he told him, Go and testify. So the man went away and began to tell in the capitalist how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. When Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him and the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Verse 30, at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignore what they said. Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the synagogue ruler, the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, 
Why all of this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put all them out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, to leave the kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At, at this, they were completely astonished. The 43rd and the last verse of the fifth chapter of St. Mark says, he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. I've read from the NIV version, and may we always not only be hearers of God's word, but to be doers as well. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Queen Esther. You are Um, welcome. Would anyone else like to continue reading Mark chapter 6? Amen. Amen. Um, Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I don't even know what version this is. Um, it's Bible. I don't know that my phone, but praise God. Mark chapter 6. He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hand? Is it this, the carpenter and the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph and Judas and Simeon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could not do mighty works there, except that he laid his hand on a few sticks and and they healed. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the village teaching. Verse 7 of Mark chapter 6. And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but but to wear sandals and not to put in two, two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not come to you, then you leave. Take off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. Verse 12, so they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. They were healed. Verse 14, King Herod heard of this, for Jesus' name has become known 
be lost. Some said John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, he is Elijah. Others said, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I behead, has been risen. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodus his brother Philip's wife, because he he had married her. For John had saying to had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodus had a grudge against him and went to put him and wanted to put him to death. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he, when he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard, he heard him gladly. But the opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his mobile and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herod's daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me of whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you. Up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. And she came to, and she came in immediately, and hastened to the king and uh, and said, and sorry, let me read it again, verse twenty-five. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry. But because of his oath and his guests, he did not want to break his own word to her. And immediately the king sent an execute, executor, executioner, or the executor, with order to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid him in a tomb. Verse 30, the apostle returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and thought. And he, and he said to them, come away by yourself to a desolated place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boats in a desolated place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the town and get there ahead of them. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Verse 34. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, 
and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And they began to and he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolated place, so the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding country and village to buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You gave them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go to buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in group on the green grass. So that so they sat down in groups, hundreds and by fifties, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he said, A blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people, and he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces of fishes. And those who ate the loaves, those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Hallelujah. Verse forty five. Immediately he immediately he made his disciples to go into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida. While he dismayed the crowd, he dismissed the crowd. He, verse 46, and after he had taken loaf of the, um, leave of them, he went up to the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway plainfully for the wind was against them, and about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them, and they said, and said, take art, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got out, he got into the boat with them, and the wind seized, and they were utterly astonished, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. Verse 53, when they had crossed over, they came to a land at Gethsemane, when they cross over, they get to 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 land at Gethsemane and mourned and and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was, and with. Wherever he came, in village, city, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplace and implored him that they might touch even the the fringe of his garment. 
and as many as touched it were made whole. Chapter 7 of March. Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands properly, holding it to the tradition of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they did not eat unless they And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cup and pot and copper vessel and dining and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribe asked him, Why do your disciples do not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said unto them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me? In vain they do worship me, teaching as doctrine and commanding as men, commandment of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. Wow. Verse 9, and he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandments of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother and Whoever relieves father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or his mother, whatever you would have gained from me is carbon, then you not then you no longer permitted him to do anything of his for his father and mother. Thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. Verse 14, And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defiles him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes in a person from outside can defile them? Since enter not his heart, but his stomach, it is expelled. Thus he declared all foods clean, and he said, Whatever comes out of a person defiles him. For within, far from within, out of the heart of men came evil thoughts, sexual immorality, thief, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, senselessness, envy, slander, pride, foolish, all these and evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Verse 24 of Mark chapter 7. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered out and did not want anyone to know, 
yet he could not be hidden. It could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile. And he begged him to cast out the demons out of her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be first, fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, for this statement you may go your way, and demon has left your daughters, your daughter. And she went home and found the child laying in bed, and all demons gone. Hallelujah. Verse 31. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Siloam to the Sea of Galilee in the region of Decapolis. And then brought to him, and they brought to him a man who was deaf, and had not speech, and had speech impairment, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his finger in his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue, and looked up to heaven. He and said to the, to the, uh, what is this now? E, E, Father, this is be open. Let me read it again. And he looked to the heaven and sighed and said to him, E, Father, that means be open. And his ears were open, his tongue were released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charge him not to tell no one. But he but the more he charged him, the more zealous they proclaimed it. And they were astonished by beyond measure saying, He has done all things well. He, he verse um the last verse seven thirty seven and last and they were astonished beyond measure saying, He has done all things well. And even make the deaf ear and the mute to speak. Can I read one more? Oh, is hey, anybody? Oh, does anyone else? Would anyone else like to read, or can pass the mic to go on? Okay, you can go ahead. Read another. <laughs> Amen. I'm reading for Pastor Maureen. Verse, um, chapter eight. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, they and they and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, "I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat." Wow, that's a good fast. And if I send them away hungry, on their um, to their home, they will faint on the way, and some of them had come from far away. And if the disciples answer him, how can we feed, how can one feed these people with bread here in this desolated place? And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? And he said, seven. 
And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set, they set it before them, before the crowd, and they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said also, he, he, sorry, having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken piece leftovers, seven baskets filled. And there were about 4,000 people, and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of the Malatha. Verse 11, and the Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply, and his spirit and his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got in the boat again, and went on the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the laven of the Pharisees and the laven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Have eyes, having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for 5,000 and how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said, they said to him, 12. And the seven of the, and seven of the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said seven, I'm sorry. And they said unto them, do you not understand? Verse 22. And and, and they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him the, a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he he had spit on his eyes and said, Lay his hand on him and ask, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees <laughs> walking. Then Jesus laid his hand on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. Verse 27, And Jesus went on with his disciples to the village of Caesarea Philippa. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say I am? And they told him, John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And others say other, the other, one of the prophets. And he asked, 
but who do you say I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them not to tell anyone about it. Verse 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he began to he, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life, lose it. But whoever lose his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Will save it. For, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose it and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? Verse 38 and last, for whoever is ashamed of me and of my word in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with him and the angel. God bless the reading of his holy word. Here ends the reading of Mark chapter 8. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise God. Would anyone else like to read Mark chapter 9, verse 1? I'll read. Okay. Amen. Good night, everybody. Okay. Good night. Um, Mark 1. Good night. I don't know who is that, but good night. Uh, Mark 1. Good night, Pastor Queen Esther. <laughs> I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. I'm going to um, Mark nine, and I'm reading from the King James Version. I read, and he and he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here. We shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his remnant became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto him Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? And let us make three tabernacles, one for three, and one for Moses, and I'm sorry, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. And suddenly 
When they had looked round about, they saw no man anymore, save Jesus only with themselves. And as they came down from the mountain, he charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen, till the Son of Man were risen from the dead. And they kept that saying with themselves, questioning one with another what the rising from the, what the, rising from the dead should mean. And they asked him, saying, Why say the scribes that Elias must come first come? And he answered and told them, Elias verily cometh first, and restoreth all things, and how it is written of the Son of Man, that he must suffer many things, and be set at, at naught. But I say unto you, that Elias is indeed come, and they have done unto him whatsoever they listed, as it is written of him. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribe, What question he with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away, and expected thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, Straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground, and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And of times, of times it hath cast him into the fire, and into the waters, to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us, and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Amen. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, have thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the false spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and entered no more into him. And the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was, he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And they departed thence and passed through, the, passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. 
and after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying, and were afraid to ask Ask him. And he came to Capernaum, and, and being in the house, he asked them, What was it that he disputed among yourselves, by the way? But they held their peace, for, by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, and the servant of all. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto them, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. And we forbade him, because he followeth not us. But Jesus forbid him not, for there is no man which shall be shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. For whosoever shall put you, I'm sorry, for whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because he belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, that believeth in me, it is better for him that a million that a millstone were hanged around his neck, and he were cast into the sea. And if and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed, maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter it is better for thee to enter heart into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. For every one that be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Fifty and last, salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will he, wherewith will he season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace with one another. The end of the reading of Mark 9. I'm on to Mark chapter 10. Am I by myself? Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, okay. Um, yeah. Sister Andrea. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Mark chapter 10, verse 1. And he arose from thence and cometh into the courts of Judea by the farther, farther side of Jordan. And the people resorted unto him again. And as he was wont, as he was wont, he taught them, saying, 
And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for man to put away his wife, tempting him? And he answered and said unto him, What did Moses commanded you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardest of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are not no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And in the house of house, his disciples asked him again of the same matter. And he said unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. And if a woman put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is no good, none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take of the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great for he had great possessions, I'm sorry. And Jesus looked around about and said unto his disciples, How hard shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus, Jesus answereth again and said unto them, Children, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking, looking upon them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all, and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, 
or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in, in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and the children and the lands with persecutions and in, and in the world to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last the first. And they were, and they were in the way going to Jerusalem, going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus went before them, and they were amazed. And as they, and as they followed, they were afraid. And he took again the twelve, and began to tell them that things should happen unto them. What things should happen unto them? I'm sorry saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall arise again. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Come unto him, saying, Master, we would we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would we, what would he that I should do for you? They said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand, in thy glory. But Jesus said unto them. He know not what he asked. Can he drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We can. And Jesus said unto them, He shall, he shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized withal shall he be baptized. But to sit on their right hand and on their left hand is not mine to give but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. And when the tenth heard it, they began, to, they began to be much displeased with James and John. But Jesus came to them and said unto them, He know that they, they which are, are accounted, accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their gate, the great ones, exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great, um, great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. But even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, with his disciples and a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway, highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of comfort, rise, he calleth thee. 
And he, and he casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I sh- should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. 52 and last. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Can I read one more? Amen. Go ahead, Sister Andrea. Okay. Mark chapter 11. And when they came, thank you, Sister Tequila. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth for two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as he be entered into it, he shall find a cold tide, whereon never man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say he that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the cold tide by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they lose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, Why do he loosen the cold? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they brought the call to to Jesus and cast their garments on him. And he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way. And others cut down branches of the trees and strode them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into the into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came. If happily he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of fig figs were not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple, and began to cast out them that sold and brought him in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seeds of them that sold doves, and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel to the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, It is not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but he have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it, and thought how they might destroy him. For they feared him, because all the people were was astonished at his doctrine. And and when evil was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, 
master. Behold the fig tree with those persist is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be, and be thou cast into, sea, into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he, he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever he desire, when he pray, believe that he receive them, and he shall have them. And when he stand praying, forgive. If we have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But he, if he do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you forgive your trespasses. And they come again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, there come to him the chief priests and the scribes and the elders, and say unto him, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority to do these things? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I will also ask of you, of you one question, and answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say, from heaven, he will say, Why then did he did not believe him? But if we shall say, I'm hearing myself echoing, but if, if, but if we shall say of men, they fear the people. <coughs> For all men counted John that he was a prophet indeed. 33 and last. And they answered and said unto Jesus, We cannot tell. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Neither do, neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. Here endeth the reading of Mark chapter 11. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Andrea. You're welcome. Um, would anyone else like to read tonight? The reading Praise of... The Lord, everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I'll be reading Mark um, chapter 12, New Living Translation. Then Jesus began teaching them with stories. A man planted a vineyard. He built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent one of his servants to collect his share of of the crop. But the farmers grabbed the servant, beat him, and sent him back empty-handed. The owner then sent another servant, but they insulted him and beat him over the head. The next servant he sent was killed. Others he sent either beaten or killed until there was only one left, his son, whom he loved dearly. 
The owner finally sent him thinking, surely they will respect my son. But the tenant, but the tenant farmer said to the other, here comes the heir to this estate. Let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him and murdered him and threw his body out of the vineyard. Why do you suppose the owner of the vi- what do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? Jesus asked. I'll tell you, he will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. The religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus because they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers, but they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. Later, the readers sent some Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and said, Why are you trying to trap me? Show me a Roman coin and I'll tell you. When they handed it to him, He asked, whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar then replied, well then, Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. His reply completely amazed them. Religious leaders questioned Jesus about the resurrection. Then Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders, who say there's no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher, Moses gave us a law that if a man dies, leaving a wife without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who would carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers The oldest one married and then died without children. So the second brother married the widow, but he also died without children. Then the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them, and still there were no children. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? for all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like angels in heaven. But now 
as to whether the dead will be raised. Haven't you ever read about this in things written in the writings of Moses and the story of the burning bush long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died? God said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. You have made a serious error. Religious leaders question Jesus about the greatest commandments. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, so he asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious laws replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding, and all my strength, and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Religious leaders cannot answer Jesus' question. Later, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple, he asked, Why do the teachers of religious law claim that Messiah is the son of David? For David himself speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David himself called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? The large crowd listened to him with great delight. Jesus warns against the religious leaders. Jesus also taught, Beware of these teachers of religious law, for they like to parade around in flowing robes and receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces, and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at banquets, yet they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. A poor widow gives all she has. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple 
and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Mark chapter 13, New Living Translation. As Jesus was leaving the temple that day, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at the impressive stones and the walls. Jesus replied, Yes, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives across the valley of the temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew came to him privately and asked, Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? Jesus replied, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world, as well as famines, but this is only the first of the birth pains, with more to come. When these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local councils and beaten in synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Amen. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child, and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And everyone will hate you because you are my followers, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing where he should not be. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. 
A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter, for there will be great anguish in those days that at any time since God created the world, then at any time since God created the world. And it will never be so again. In fact, unless the Lord shortens that time of calamity, not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Watch out. I have warned you about this ahead of time. Jesus tells about his return. At that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in heaven will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass away from the scene before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Jesus tells about remaining watchful. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. Stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do. He told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return. In the evening, at midnight, before dawn or daybreak, don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, 
watch for him. Mark, um, well, Mark chapter 14, religious leaders plot to kill Jesus. It was now two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. A woman anoints Jesus with perfume. Meanwhile, Jesus and Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want to. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I'll tell you the truth. Whenever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. Judas agrees. Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priest to arrange to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised to give him money. So he began looking for an opportunity to, be, to betray Jesus. Disciples prepare for the Passover. On the first day of the festival of the unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where's the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal? with my disciples. He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. So the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. Jesus and the disciples share the Last Supper. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. 
as they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you eating with me here will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one? He replied, it is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me. For the Son of Man must die, as the Scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. And they were eating, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, and they drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus again predicts Peter's denial. On the way, Jesus told them, All of you will desert me, for the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter declared emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. Jesus agonizes in the garden, then went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray 
so that you will not give into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But no, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Let my be- Look, my betrayer is here. Jesus is betrayed and arrested. And immediately, even as Jesus said to Judas, one of these 12 disciples arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Jesus asked them, And I Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the, in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. Then all his disciples deserted him and ran away. One young man following behind, was clothed only in a long linen shirt. When the mob tried to grab him, he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. Uh, Caiaphas questions Jesus. They took Jesus to the high priest's home where the leading priests, the elders, and the teachers of religious law had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and went right into the high priest's courtyard. There he sat with the guards, warning himself, warming himself by the fire. Inside, the leading priest and the entire high council were trying to find evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. But they couldn't find any. Many false witnesses spoke against him, but they contradicted each other. Finally, some men stood up and gave this false testimony. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands in three days. I will build another made without human hands. But even then, they didn't get their story straight. 
Then the high priest stood up before the others and asked Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus was silent and made no reply. Then the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Why do we need other witnesses? You have heard, you have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they all cried. He deserves to die. Then some of them began to spit at him, and they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists. Prophesy to us, they jeered, and the guards slapped him as they took him away. Peter denies knowing Jesus. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely and said, You were one of those with Jesus of Nazareth, but Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said, and he went out into the entryway. Just then, a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling others, this man was definitely one of them, but Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the other bystanders confronted Peter and said, you must be one of them because you are a Galilean. Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know this man you're talking about. And immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he broke down and wept. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you so much for the week reading tonight, everyone. I'm going to go ahead and do the closing. God bless you all for reading tonight. Thank you so much. And remember, we do have service Friday at midnight. Fire on the wire. Amen. Father God, I come to you. And I thank you for the word. I thank you for bringing us all together and that we all were able to come out and support one another in this reading tonight, that we are all here to support our pastor, Maureen Chandelier, tonight. And may we all have a good rest, sleep well as we can meet for our days tomorrow afternoon, oh God. Father God, continue to cover this line. And for the next time that we are on, Lord, 
In the mighty name of Jesus, continue to cover us and keep us up under your wing, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise God. Thank you again. Um, May the Lord bless and keep you. May he keep, may he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his fortunate upon you and bring you peace. I decree and I declare that you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are blessed in your going out and you are blessed in your coming in. I decree and I declare that you are the lender and not the borrower. And every single day of your life, you will experience the supernatural, uncommon favor of God. Walk in your wealthy places. God bless you all and have a wonderful, wonderful night. Amen. Good night. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.